0: yo what is going on guys it's your boy walter coming at you with another at mainly barbell talk show just wanted to give a couple updates as to what it is that we're going to be doing here so a couple people have reached out to me and suggested incorporating some new people kind of in the strong world for the podcast definitely going to be doing that next week I'm going to be having a guest on named Ryan Barton. This guy's been a really huge influence in the strongman community throughout the state of Maine. Might also be looking to include several other folks in that realm. But also, if you are listening to this podcast and you do know of it, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'd love to have you on the show and talk about whatever it is that your heart desires. Also going to be looking to incorporate a lot of Um, other women on on the show as well so i mean if if you're if you're a woman out there who competes in any barbell sport or anything like that or even just fitness in general we would love to have you on here don't hesitate to read i mean you can hit me up on instagram i'll reply there that tag is at feenies underscore world f-e-e-n-e-y-s underscore w-o-r-l-d the episode that I'm going to uh, do right here is with uh, a friend of mine, Dave Apotheker. The guy is super knowledgeable when it comes to the sport of weightlifting in general, and as well as programming. And uh, I think there will a lot of be a good, uh, a lot of good insights here that um, he kind of touches upon and, and shares. So this will be a good one for y'all. I hope you like it. We'll get this poppin'. What's going on, man? I'm so excited to have you on this. Thanks for doing this, man. Dude, it's my pleasure. Hell yeah. So I'm going to be all podcasted out by the end of this week because I just did one with Tony. That one went for like 40 or so minutes, but I've got a lot of freaking questions in here for us to dive into. And I've got two that you're going to be super passionate about. One, I actually kind of picked Dylan's brain on that you're super passionate about. So, stay, stay tuned for that question, but I got a feeling when I ask it, you're going to go off. <laughs>
1: that sounds a lot like me, so. Yeah.
0: All right. So, we'll start it off. How are you feeling today? You look tired as hell at the gym. Oh, yeah,
1: dude. I mean, nursing school's taking the shit out of me, so you know mm-hmm. how it
0: is. Yeah. You're doing, because um, you're doing the accelerated program right now. Yes, I am. Yeah. So what does that mean? Like extra classes, extra credit hours all into one semester? Or...
1: Well, so that's basically, since I already have a, another bachelor's degree, it takes the uh, four years of the regular nursing curriculum and uh, crams it basically into 16 months. So by the end of, uh, I think I'm on week three now, I'm already taking two exams. So that would normally happen by the end of, let's say, you know the first month or something in a, a regular program, just to give you like a frame of reference.
0: Yeah. Holy yeah. hell! <laughs> to hell with that, man. So hey man,
1: it's worth it. I mean, I love helping people out. So
0: I know the, you do. You can't keep it inside of you. <laughs> it's just beaming yeah, out I, for better or worse. <laughs> yeah. For sure. All right. So first things first, I'll bring this up. So obviously, you're strong as balls,
1: and. Uh, Up to debate, but yeah, yes,
0: you are, bro. You are strong as a freaking ox, dude. And it blows my mind. Like, when I think of strong people, dude, I mean, you're definitely one of the people I think about. So, what was and you have like a powerlifting background, like that's what kind of is that what you started weightlifting with? Did you ever do like that CrossFit and then powerlifting, or like what was your journey like into it all?
1: (laughs) Well, I think as with a lot of young guys, it starts off with, uh, you want to just look good, uh,
0: going, I can college, attest to that. Yeah. Although I got fat yeah. and I just well, ate I mean, too much pasta.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, so going into college, I started just, uh, training to train. And then I very quickly found powerlifting. And then from there I found out about weightlifting and then I told my dad about it. and He was like, oh yeah, it turns out, uh, both of my uncles used to be competing. Uh, they used to go to like a uh, Junior Pan Ams, I believe it was. He what? Had, like, I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> I didn't know some yeah. of your family had some old weightlifting bugs or freaking jeans in them. I didn't know that. Yeah, That's I cool. Uh,
1: yeah, I didn't even know it until I told my dad about it. And then he's like, oh, yeah, it turns out that uh, some of your uncles, you see that. I was like, oh, well, what a coincidence. So I, uh, <clears throat> I did that on and off over the course of the past seven years. But for the past year and a half, it's only been pure
0: weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Did your dad ever dabble into the clean and jerk and snatch ways?
1: You know what's interesting? He had a uh, judging uh, certification or whatever it is, but he never actually really did it himself. He was more into like bodybuilding and that kind of thing when he was young.
0: That's still pretty cool. I think bodybuilding is still pretty dope. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I think it's super painful when I'm doing a lot of sets, but doing that day in and day out, I don't know if I could do that shit. Yeah, I mean, I think
1: it depends on what your goals are. I mean, you're willing to put aside whatever uh, struggle it takes uh, to get to your goal. So, I mean, I think for us, a lot of people would ask, you know, why would you want to put yourself under that kind of pressure? And it's because that's what we're looking for. We're trying to get the max rep on the snatch and the clean and jerk. I mean, I've done, you know, equipped powerlifting before. And uh, what was that like? I personally. (laughs)
0: I've never worn any of that stuff.
1: So, that's what I'm saying is that. uh, I'd like to try it. I don't. I can't take it. Like, it's, it really makes your eyes want to blow out of your head. <laughs> the pressure's, the pressure's immense, man. I mean, I've, I've, I've never bled out of my pores before. Bro, what the fuck? Like the yeah, and then, you know, but you have, uh, super strong guys, uh, over at Mass Barbell and all around the world who are, uh, doing that, and they just have no problem wearing suits. But I can't do that anymore. I did it for one year, and it's too much for me. like, <laughs> right,
0: motherfucker, get me out of this goddamn thing oh yeah man
1: it was miserable could you imagine again, Some people love this is completely off
0: topic but could you imagine yeah. an all pink like a rainbow colored <laughs> freaking um insert suit, suit on someone could you imagine that, oh, yeah. that? I, I guarantee with painted I fucking I unicorns it. on it that'd be the biggest bet, flaming
1: you know, thing titan ever site. bro what dude i bet on titan site they have that because you can customize
0: them that is fucking hilarious i hope someone does that yeah. someday rainbow oh, unicorns even... like my little pony
1: i bet it's already been done
0: <laughs> jeez I'm a crap. i am messed up so mm. here we go let's uh dive into this next so <clears throat> let's let's hear about auto regulation what is that teach me i'm the well, student
1: so okay so typically in weightlifting people talk about auto regulation within the context of some sort of, you know, top-down plan program, right? So th- there's there's a distinction to be made between um, how you typically hear a lot of famous weightlifting coaches talk about regulation and what auto regulation means outside of weightlifting. So the thing I previously mentioned— Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we
0: get too deep into this, let me just add yeah. one thing. So for okay. any people that might be playing this and listening to this after I post it, Auto regulation from what we're talking about here is a way of training. All right, I'm done. Keep going. Well, yeah. Or so I guess that's I mean, what.
1: To, yeah. You 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 could consider it um a tool in your weightlifting programming, you know, toolbox, right? So it's just it's something that can be applied to programming, right? And so that's the reason why I was trying to make that distinction because normally when people talk auto regulation and weightlifting, they mean uh sort of evaluating how you feel within the context of a predefined program so in that sense they typically mean uh, allowing for a certain degree of leeway to adjust for how an athlete feels and normally that's done either by the coach or if you don't have a coach by you know yourself if you have some way to gauge uh, your performance and how much you should be backing off so for example like how you were feeling yesterday where you oh, went in
0: smoked bro 80
1: 80 percent right
0: yeah it was killing me let's
1: just say let's just say it was 80 percent, but you were missing it so that allows you to sort of gauge where you're at and you know back off for that day and say okay well i'm going to either reduce the intensity or i'm going to reduce the volume and so that's typically how it's been done in weightlifting for a very long time right but so the problem with that is it doesn't give any sort of systematic or uh, comprehensive approach to saying when you should be backing off and what kind of way you should be working up to, right? So um, in weightlifting, there's been this kind of dogmatic approach to programming where uh, ever since the Soviet research uh, became the dominant force behind most programming paradigms, people pretty religiously stick to using percentages. And so the problem with that is that you're trying to preemptively uh, gauge what the performance of an athlete will be down the line and that can work, especially when you have people who have a very uh, consistent, long training history, or you have professional athletes. But when you're trying to accommodate for the stressors of, you know, your average schmuck like you or me, we have <laughs> jobs, <laughs> you have school, we have all this that's stuff. That's the perfect word, you,
0: average schmucko.
1: <laughs> yeah. So to, it becomes almost impossible to predict down the line how that's going to end up. And so... You know, you might ask, well, what's the practicality of that? Well, the thing is, is that one thing that people really overlook in sport is the psychological state of, uh, you know, the competitor, or the athlete, right? So going in day in and day out and then having weird conception that you're supposed to hit some arbitrary number and people say, well, it's not arbitrary. It's based off of science. Yeah, well, it's, it's practically arbitrary when you're not accounting for all the stressors in someone's life. So when they go in and they try to hit an arbitrary number and they miss it, it sort of builds up this psychological fatigue, right, where you go in and you're like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to train today, man. I've been performing like ass this past week and I know I'm just going to fuck up again. So I'm just going to take the day off. Right. So then the question is, how do you account for that? Right. And so along for a very long time, right. in powerlifting, um, there's been these sort of proximity from failure tools, right? Like RPE. So, you know what I'm talking about when I talk about RPE, right?
0: Yep. Rate of perceived exertion.
1: Yeah, so for anyone listening who doesn't actually know what RPE is, it's basically just a one to 10 scale that sort of inversely correlates to the amount of reps left uh, per set, or at least how you perceive that, right? So, uh, an example of that would be um, squatting for, you know, to a top set of five and then doing back offsets, right? So, the top set would utilize some sort of RPE. So, like RPE eight would mean that you would work up to a top set where you feel like you would have two reps left. So the inverse would also be reps in reserve. They both really mean the same thing. The only reason why RP was used was because it was actually taken from this thing called the Borg scale. And then it was adapted for powerlifting. And that's the the way they chose to do it. But so for weightlifting, right, you can't really um, say I have two reps left, right? Because all it takes is one slight change in movement and now you're missing the weight even though the amount of force you can exert is actually more uh, yeah. much greater yeah exactly so basically what i wrapped my brain over for the past six months is how do you actually develop a system uh to auto-regulate for weightlifting because like i just mentioned you can't just say i have this many reps left and so to merely use, you know, the regular RP scale that's not associated with um, reps in reserve is a little bit difficult because it's hard to gauge. Well, what does hard feel like? What does maximal feel like? And uh, basically, if you take a look at how certain coaches have trained their athletes, like let's just say uh, the big influence for me was reading uh, Kyle Pierce's paper. Do you know Dr. Uh, Kyle Pierce?
0: No, I can't say I have. I've read... I don't okay. know if that has anything to do with Ferris the weightlifting encyclopedia.
1: So, uh, so he was Kendrick Ferris's coach. And so he What's his name again? Kyle Pierce? The... Yeah. I'm going to have to write that down
0: in my phone notes. I've been taking notes with all the people that I've been talking to. I'm just going to try and learn basically yeah. as much as I can here. So Kyle, Kyle so Pierce. He and this,
1: yeah, so he and this guy, Dr. Stone, um, put out this paper that essentially became sort of the basis for this infamous um, program that people misuse all the time called the LSUS program, which I'm sure you've heard of. Um, or do you have you not heard of that? <laughs> no, bro. A lot of this stuff is new to me. I love it. Okay. So on, uh, I'm not going to name any places by name, but um, on certain weightlifting chats, areas Uh, a bunch of people who don't really know what they're doing will use this program that was posted on the wall in his gym and basically it only has prescribed volumes and exercises and it doesn't give any sort of intensities right and so a bunch of people would run this program do every exercise on it break themselves and then um played on the programming. But what they didn't realize is that one, that program was written for very specific athletes who were operating at a high level, and two, all the auto regulation was being done by the coach. So whatever his system for gauging his athletes was, um, that's the uh, tool he used to keep them from getting injured. So he never really expanded upon that in any public source. So left people who were running that kind of program to uh, figure it out for themselves. Right. And so people came up with all these kinds of like arbitrary ways of like saying, well, you know, start at this percent off from a maximum workup by this amount of uh, weight every week or something similarly arbitrary. But so, uh, the science behind it, right. Is very sound. If you actually read through the paper, the arguments for using things like sets of 10 to accumulate volume, um, working in sets of five for quote unquote strength development, which is a whole, you know, topic into itself. Um, moving into a power development phase and then finally peaking it's it's all pretty good stuff. So I would recommend checking that out. Um, but I tried to figure out, well, then if you're using that as a basis for your programming, how do you actually, um, figure out how to progress week to week? And so what I figured out was, is that there's pretty good markers in weightlifting to actually auto regulate. It just requires either a coach who's really familiar with technique and their athletes, or an athlete who's also familiar with technique and how they're very in tune with themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So So it'd be something the it'd said, be
0: so it'd be something for an experienced weightlifter who or at least the, a weightlifter that's familiar with their technique and familiar like kind of with their own flaws. Yeah.
1: I would I would say um, it's either for a coach who apply to a beginning athlete uh, or a, an athlete who is pretty strict with themselves and is consistent enough with their technique that their technique misses aren't very big basic beginner mistakes so for example if you're doing something like banging the bar with your hips on snatch and walking forward when you receive that this kind of you know tool really isn't useful for you because uh you don't even understand what good technique is yet Unless you're very acutely aware of your problems, then that's, uh, you know, subject to debate, so. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, like, for example, I I was was pretty uh, strict with myself when I was learning, so that's how I taught myself. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, obviously documenting everything, filming all my lifts, uh, reading everything there was to read about it, so on and so forth, and actually working with coaches on specific issues so that I could understand it better. Um, but so understanding technique is actually how you would auto-regulate, right? So insofar as let's say you had an RPE, um, for a given phase of training, right? So let's just correlate it to, a, I don't know, um, a strength development phase and you're correlating it to squat, right? So let's just say it's three weeks leading into a deload, right? So normally the RPE guide for that would be something like, um, you're doing, set, you're working on to a top set of five, all right? And so week one might be RP seven, so three reps away from failure. Uh, week two might be RP eight, so two two reps from failure. And then week nine might be, or sorry, week, week three might be RP nine, or RP ten, depending on um, what your attending goal is. In the, um, in week three, yeah. Okay. So that you'd be very you either be very close to failure for squat, or at failure. But by at failure we mean the last, you know, like let's just say the last rep that you know you could accomplish and you do not think you could do another rep right so that would be like an rp 9.5 all right so what would you correlate um that to for weight right so like i said you can use technique markers so week one could be something like it's a weight that uh hmm. actually you know what? i have some notes right here so let me just uh, let's go Do you got them written down yeah well so actually i'm in the process of writing um, a whole uh Free PDF on it because uh, I feel like it's actually useful information. I can't wait, so. dude.
0: I'm excited. Yeah, this is it's... awesome. This is all really good information because, like, when you talk about auto regulation and you talk about strength movements, if, what I'm getting here—and correct me if I'm wrong on this—is yeah. <clears throat> it's easier to auto regulate movements that require
1: less technique. Yep, a hundred percent. So things like uh, multi-joint uh, strength-building movements, or uh, you could call them uh, – I don't even know what to call them. Like squat, for Bodybuilding, powerlifting style sa- yeah, yeah. movements, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the colloquial way to refer to it. Those things are very easy to auto-regulate because once you have the technique down, it's very unlikely that you will miss it for any other reason other than being too tired. Uh, whereas in weight, with weightlifting, uh, once you get up past a certain percentage with experience, there's a chance that you could miss it because someone walks in front of you. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of reasons <laughs> why. Yeah, or or, a or, or you put
0: on a, or you decide to put on a sweatshirt, and the strings are hanging, and it whacks you in the oh, yeah. face in the middle of a rep, and you're it like motherfucker.
1: <laughs> it can be literally anything. Yeah. But so, so to correlate, um, let's say like I said in a strength phase of training, right, um, to like RP seven eight nine. Uh, You could say that week one would be like, you would work up to a top set without any glaring technique errors. And it should feel like a solid, you know, top set, but you might be able to add a couple kilos. You're just not certain, right? The next week, which would correlate to like an RP8, would be a uh, top set with uh, no technique errors, which means you don't make any technique misses, but it's the absolute top set you can handle, right? So you, you do it, you make it, and then you're like, that's it, that's all I can possibly handle. And then finally the overload week right before the deload might be something like you work up and you try to push yourself and you allow yourself a couple of misses like one to two misses in order to reach that top set. And so that would be an approximation, right? So that would basically give you a means to work up to a weight progressively uh, as you approach overload. So that you don't prematurely overload, like a lot of people will do in that uh, case of us like I was referring to, where on week one they're overloading and now they're fatigued, and then they actually only see performance decline. Yeah, because they're too tired. Their phases of training, exactly. Yeah. yeah so you have to use these proximities for failure, and that's just one way to approach it. But the whole thing is, is that another way to approach it um, would be to, let's say, use increasingly. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of a good way to phrase this complexes that allow you to increase the weight progressively so like um again using the example of being in a shrink phase um in addition to those technique things that i mentioned um you could do something like have week one be let me think well okay so firstly that's pertinent to whatever your technique issue is so let's just assume that the, whoever this athlete is uh is having issues with um an aggressive second pull okay mm-hmm. so week one could be something like a um mid thigh um hang snatch pull to hang snatch to uh, snatch balance okay and so the reason why i do that is because that mid thigh hang snatch pull is the limit or sorry the the hang snatch is the limiting factor right that's going to be the weight the uh the, that has the least amount of weight allowed So the next week we might do something like um, instead of the mid thigh hang, snatch, pull, then we'll do hang, snatch, pull, and then um, snatch and snatch balance. And snatch balance will theoretically allow for the most weight for the specific athlete. Obviously that's not the case for everyone else. And then the final week will be something like um, snatch, pull plus snatch plus um, snatch balance. And so with that kind of development in the uh, complexes throughout the weeks, you allow for the athlete to lift progressively heavier and heavier weight as they approach their overload, while still trying to develop those specific technique weaknesses.
0: Interesting. Yeah, so you're breaking. Yeah. <clears throat> it's almost like the auto part of weightlifting has been simplified to down to something like, I have this weakness in this part have my lift. And based on that weakness, I'm going to drill it um, within a certain intensity range, whatever it is that you want to work up to by feeling or RPE, whatever you want to define it as. And depending on the technique and, and how you execute those lifts is going to determine uh, when you stop or or, or continue.
1: Basically, and so again, that's highly personalized. So the examples I give, I hope they aren't confusing because that's just for some sort of avatar. That's okay. Uh, they can athlete. rewind it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but so my, my my point is is that so that's going to be different depending on what phase of training you're in and what your specific technique weaknesses are. So yeah, what for some athletes might be completely pointless for others. Yeah, and so that's the big issue when you have these like template programs where you know you'll have these certain prescribed exercises it's like yes generally speaking um let's just say there's no fit snatches programmed right yeah mm-hmm. most people could probably work on the technique of their pole but you might be an athlete who has a specific issue where you're not pulling aggressively into your third pole and so you're doing all these exercises focusing on other elements of your technique and wasting the time that could have been better spent on making sure that you get under that bar faster
0: yeah Interesting. Like, me, in my case, like, that's what it felt like yesterday. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: For sure. Insofar far as what?
0: Just, like, when, I mean, one, I was also, I mean, I was really fucking tired coming back from work and everything, and I was kind of, and I just realized it when I was looking at what it was. So, I typically, I was supposed to have a rest day yesterday. I mean, I went and I trained this morning, but I was going to take, I had an intended rest day for that day, but I was just thinking... You know, hey, I can come to the gym today and I'll be totally fine. I'll get I'll get my work in and I'll be able to go. That wasn't mm-hmm. the case at all because, and actually, I realized, and this is where I need glasses. But I was I realized I was working at a weight that was ten percent higher than what it was that I was actually had planned for myself to do.
1: Mm-hmm. So. So that's exact. That's exactly why I'm advocating so much for moving away from. Uh, percentage based programs, mm-hmm. um, just because you can't really account for what your performance is going to be like.
0: Yeah, now, everything what is
1: important yeah. though. Oh, sorry.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna say like everything. It's not like because you clean and jerk a certain amount weight, uh, amount of weight one day, it doesn't mean you're gonna be able to come in the next day and do it like 100. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's so hard. Oh, yeah, it's hard, so hard to break out of that. I mean, it's that should be very simple common sense, but. People, I mean, obviously, you do something, you're successful at it, and you're like, man, I'd love to be able to replicate this on a, a day-to-day basis, but that's just not the way it works when it comes to strength and everything else. I mean, like you said, there are external factors and stressors that you have to consider.
1: Well, there's one thing that's very important to know and that there's this big confusion between what or there's this kind of dissonance rather between what people think weightlifting programming is about and all strength programming is about and what it really should be about and that's people think that we're aiming to um get athletes to lift a certain weight right the the truth is, is that we're trying to elicit a certain amount of stress and the weight is just a um, way to facilitate that. Now, yeah. obviously, this is important about lifting the absolute most weight, but you're not going to be able to predict those results intra, um, m- like, uh, mesocycle because it's just not going to manifest that way because fatigue masks fitness. So, mm-hmm. what you're trying to do is make sure that uh, the technique is improving for a lot of intermediate and beginner athletes and that they're always working to the uh, maximum capacity that they're able to for that day, given that proximity from failure. And so that by the time they deload that can manifest in improvements and strength overall, but trying to push them to some arbitrary limit really makes it so that they might not be able to realize their true strength when the time comes, because they're going to be too fatigued to actually be able to lift the weight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. And I mean, since you're in such a rigorous, like, nursing program right now, an accelerated nursing program, you're taking obviously this very seriously. And I mean, you were sick also, too. So yeah, it's it's
1: just, mm -hmm. but that's why it helps me because it, it allows me to do things like take a day off, and then go back into the gym and see, well, what can I do today? Okay, I worked up to this weight. And then for my volume, uh, that I planned, which, um, you know, I can go into if you want, but I'm also going to, like I said, be putting this in a PDF. But so the volume that I planned, um, I've accomplished it. I worked up to the best that I could. I've made sure to hit all my lifts and that's my win for today. I'm not going to go in and beat myself up because I didn't hit a six pound or sorry, about six kilo PR over last week. I might've done a one kilo or no kilo PR. Yeah. That should be uh weightlifting hashtag no kilo PR. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Every weightlifter on the internet.
0: Yeah, seriously. Literally there are so many you can literally PR on any given day on anything if you're just doing something that you like haven't done for an exercise before. But I guess it's mm-hmm. it's almost kinda like nice to do I feel like the nice PRs to get like the ones mm-hmm. that are kinda like defining you can always feel good about are like the three rep maxes, or unless maybe it's a, like a complex that maybe kind of has fewer reps in it, or maybe if it's just something that you know you're doing something crazy or ridiculous like um, are you familiar with like the the Donniechanko complex or whatever? No. no Oh my God. so it's I mean it's impressive as hell, but basically it's four like clean pulls. From the high hang position, like four done simultaneously, and then it's a it's a high hang clean. And mm-hmm. he did it, and obviously Don Schenkel is old at this point now, and he was still able to do that with one forty, which is still impressive as hell.
1: That sounds tiring, dude. Yeah, it sounds tiring as fuck. But dude, I saw good stuff from the high hang. I do agree with you on the uh, three and less. Uh, reps being meaningful PR is not because it's arbitrary, but because that's kind of the point at which uh, it's sports specific. Yeah, it's sports specific. And so it kind of has meaningful translation. So it gives you that little bit psychological boost. Mm -hmm. If you're going in and you hit a hang snatch triple PR and then you're like, oh, might actually mean um, an improvement in my snatch versus, you know, you're in a uh, hypertrophy phase or accumulation phase or whatever you want to call it. And you hit a complex PR that is like um, hip snatch, hip snatch, uh, whatever, so on and so forth. It's like, well, okay, well, my technique's really smooth right now, but I just this doesn't translate over directly to a one or a max at all. Yeah. But then uh, you know you got to do it for the gram, so you're gonna post yeah it, make a you know it, a boy a paragraph long post on it. So fuck yeah, I post Every everything PR I do on the gram. This.
0: I love Instagram. Yeah, I, I love social you, you know, media, dude. I love it.
1: You know what? You know what I'm talking about—the kind of person who um, will make a one kilo PR and some sort of complex that no one, frankly, cares about, and then yeah, the 28th post of the day.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I hear yeah. on that one. Well, I was gonna get into one more other subject here, but we're kind of at the 30 minute mark. My freaking butt is killing me. I want to eat some food, just did two back-to-back calls here. But this was all freaking awesome. Like The way you described auto-regulation, I certainly learned a buttload. And I think it's going to be really cool when you come out with that PDF of yours. That, that'll that be sick. Yeah, man, I'm
1: looking forward to it. I hope that it, uh, it'll make some sense to some people uh, at the very least.
0: Yeah, no, that's important because, I mean, auto-regulation, the way you described it, is something that I've never heard of. Frankly, before this, the only thing I'd ever heard of when it comes to training is just basically RP, which kind of sounds like it does play a part in auto-regulation auto a little bit, yeah. but it's just the distinction between strength movements and movements that are more technical that really was, or that needed to be addressed. That I mean, you addressed it really well, I thought. Yeah. Well, it's definitely, I learned.
1: It, it, definitely just, I was, it definitely just goes to show that um, we have something to learn from other sports because most of this I did draw from inspiration from powerlifting and then I brought that over I know that as weightlifters, we like to be of that. Uh, yeah yeah but so there's there's a lot to learn from other people uh, a lot of weightlifters see weightlifting as some sort of uh, precursor to a lot of other sports just because the movements are used in pretty much everything else but people really are coming up with interesting things in other fields
0: yeah no there's definitely a transfer for sure all right, brother. Well, I definitely got another good topic. And I actually, we didn't have time to dive into it today. All right, but we'll Did do it again. Job? And we're going to have to freaking talk yeah. about it. I'm going to tell you about it at the gym. So. All right, man. For sure. All right, brother. Well, thanks for doing this. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to hang up. And we'll uh, do this another time, man. Toodaloo. All right, man. Get it I like easy. it easy. Bye-bye. Same
2: song and dance. Something about it, man. Same song and dance. In the pale moon, yeah. like, I'm looking at you, yeah, girl you kind of him back by the whole rapper thing, aren't you? Probably thinking you get slapped so dang hard You won't even be able to stand up straight, aren't you? Couple rape charges, people think you're a monster The police constantly bugging you nonstop I walk up on you, well, hello, Tanya I think you got your on-stop button inside your car stop You out to gas, do you got the flat? I would hate for you to be stranded at the laundromat I got your back, why don't you put your laundry baskets in the back And sit up front, not asking, it's a trap You just got jacked and body snatched, and it's a wrap In broad day, and no mass for this attack I heard him say, exact opposite the track If that's a fact, it'll take task force to get you back Yeah, baby, do that dance It's the last dance, you'll ever get the chance to do Girl, shake that ass You ain't never gonna break that glass That windshield's too strong for you I said, yeah, baby, sing that song, it's the last song You'll ever get the chance to sing, you sexy little thing Show me what you got, give it your all, look at your ball, why are you crying to me? Sing, sing the song me first dance. victim I had, she was a big one Big movie star, a party girl, big fun She was the girl the media always picked on In and out to rehab every four to six months She was always known for little pranks and slick stunts And Nickelodeon flashed the little kids once What an event it was, I was sitting in front I was hooked in at the first glimpse of them buns Seen her backstage, now here's why I come in, son. Look, here she comes. I better pull out the big guns. Hello, Lindsay. You're looking a little thin, hon. How about to ride to rehab? Get in, cunt. But starting off on the wrong foot is what I didn't want. Girl, I'm just kidding. Let me start over again, hon. See what I meant was? We should have a little intervention. Come with me to Brighton. Let me relieve your tension, you little wincher. Murder wasn't my intention. If I wanted to kill you, it would have already been done. Slowly she gets in, and I begin to lynch her with 66 inches of extension. Yeah, baby, course. do that dance. It's the last dance she'll ever Get the chance to do Girl, shake that ass You ain't never gonna break that glass That windshield's too strong for you I said, yeah baby, sing that song, it's the last song You'll ever get the chance to sing, you sexy little thing Show me what you got, give it your all, look at your ball, why are you crying to me? Sing my second victim was even bigger than the first Pop star icon, the whole works She played the little schoolgirl when she first burst Upon the scene, it seemed that the world was hers She scrolls and turns and flirts and skirts so bad it hurts It hurt me and made me mad at first I laughed to my songs, but what was really going on Was that I had developed a crush, I just didn't know how to tell it to her Should I cut off one? of my ears and mail it to her Send the pictures of my collection of skeletons All footage of me impaling myself on an elephant husk We'll settle this once and for all I'ma tell her at dusk Tonight, tonight is the night and tell her I must Creep up to her mansion in stilettos and just Climb the gate and ring the bell like hello my love I just picked a prescription for Serequil up now, would you like to share a pill or two with me? I'll share my value with you, cause I'm feeling you, Britney. I trade you a blue one for a pink one ever since a schoolgirl, too, but not a link. When I've been feeling you, ooh, ooh, girl, you sexy little value. Hold that pill any longer, it'll get sentimental value. Come on, touch, give me the value, I'm allie I swam dunkets in your mouth till you puke. And just as soon as you pass out in your alphabet soup, I'm about to make a new outfit out to you. New outfit shits, I'll make a suit out to your shoe. Now show me how you move, baby, do how you do. Yeah, baby, do that dance, it's a laugh. You'll ever get the chance to do Girl shake that ass You ain't never gonna break that glass That windshield's too strong for you I said yeah baby Sing that song It's the last song You'll ever get the chance to sing You sexy little thing Show me what you got Give it your all Look at your ball Why you crying to me? Same song and dance Same kicking and screaming Same crying and sobbing Same song and dance Same begging and pleading Same yelling and bleeding Same song and dance Yeah Same song and dance I know Same song and dance